Hey everybody, welcome to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John, thank you for joining us on this Monday, April 18th, the year 2022. Uh, we are just uh, just over a month away from Star Wars Celebration. Uh, James and Lacey with me here, as always. Uh, we're going to give our takes on the latest Star Wars news. Um, a lot of it is pretty, like, no-duh, but... <laughs> Uh, we have a good show for you. Um, and speaking of shows, uh, before we get into uh, everything, um, we had you know talked about it last week that we were working on finalizing some plans for us for uh, Star Wars Celebration. And now, uh, if you're not on social media, we can reveal to you that we are holding our own event on Saturday, May 28th at 6.30 uh, with a 5.30 happy hour at the Radiant Beer Company, uh, about just three miles away from the Anaheim Convention Center. Uh, so we are very excited that we're going to be doing our own podcast event. All ages are welcome. Uh, we have links to RSVP and uh, plenty of details uh, available to you. You can find via our Twitter account or just you know give us a shout out uh, on email or wherever and we'll get you the details. But uh, we also have an article up on Star Wars Newsnet. So a lot of places where you can find the info. Uh, but if you need it, you know how to reach us. Um, but very excited to do this, um, and we're sign, you know behind the scenes now with the actual you know planning of the show itself and and the logistics of everything. But we just wanted to announce to all of you out there who might be attending Star Wars Celebration that uh, we will be doing a live podcast on our own event. So we're very proud of that. Um, and you know we are you know looking into the potential of streaming this. So if you can't go to celebration, there may be a chance that we can stream it. We are working on that. We can't definitively definitively say we're doing that. But uh, James, uh, we're doing it, man. We're doing it. Yeah, this is gonna be nuts. I, I'm really excited about the stuff we're working on. Like kind of like goodie bag stuff, like little surprise things, like it's like little in show stuff. Yeah, we're working it like, all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lacey, are you are you are you more excited about this than when we were doing our first one ever in 2019? Is it the same? Like, how do you, how are you feeling about this year's our own event? I think I'm more excited for this one just because we have the. There's a lot of bonuses with this one. Not only are we kind of controlling it as a control freak myself, hmm. this is the event for me <laughs> where I kind of am able to control uh, kind of how we present ourselves and what what people are going to experience at the event. Um, it allows us to do a meet and greet slash happy hour type thing, which is really great. That's my favorite part of celebration is meeting people. So I'm really, really pumped that we have that time both before and probably after the podcast as well. Um I really love giving out free swag and we've made so much it's ridiculous. <laughs> so there's that. Um we can run over our time a little bit. Like we have a good chunk of time oh, that we yes. can use. We don't have yeah. to be nervous of whose panels before us or who panel whose panels after us, which is mm -hmm. is cool as well. And just I don't know. I, I'm really excited about this. I think it's gonna be really, really great. And as a side note, I know the first initial response is like, oh, it's not at the event. That's even better because we get to kind of make it our own little base, which is cool. And then the Beer Co., Radiant Beer Co., told us that if you go there via Lyft or Uber, which you probably will, you get 5% off, which mm -hmm, I thought right. was really cool because literally everyone's going to be doing that. Yeah. So automatically yeah. off the bat, you get a cheaper beer than what you would have thought. Yeah. And, 
you know, just in, in communicating with them and, you know, having calls with them and working with them, Radiant Beer Company, Radiant Beer Co. Uh, have been a delight to work with. We're very excited to partner with them in this event. So uh, as excited as we are, we know that you're going to be just as excited if you have the opportunity to join us. So again, that's going to be Saturday, uh, the week of celebration in Anaheim, uh, May 28th. Um, our podcast will start around 630 but uh, as we said, you know, at 5.30 or so, we're going to be showing up uh, for a bit of a happy hour, a little pre-show hangouts. Um, Come for the happy and hour and to grab your seat early. You're going to want, you know, a good seat. That, yeah. So if you're not a spice runner, yeah, you're going to want to, you know, those people, our spice runners can roll in like, oh, what time is it? <laughs> Front row? What? It's my time. What's up? <laughs> yeah. But uh, all jokes aside, you know, we've had quite the response to the RSVP list already. And uh, we just can't thank everybody enough who is deciding to make our event, which is a little bit off-site from the convention, a mm -hmm. part of their celebration week. It means a great deal to us. We're very humbled by that. And we are going to deliver a great show. It's not just, you know, plop a mic in front of us and, and let's just talk for an hour. We always try to do our best to, to put on a great show here when we do our normal show, but uh, live, even though we haven't done a bunch of them, uh, I think we like to kick it up a notch so very excited to to get into all that well you know we'll be releasing more details as we go obviously mm -hmm. there's some things we're just not going to tell you because they're going to be a part of the show so uh, <laughs> uh it's gonna be we're gonna be like oh god i can't wait i can't wait because all this yeah. stuff that we got going on there's already stuff we have going on in the show that i'm excited about so um you know again if you need more info from us hit us up we'll get it to you but it's on the site on star wars news Net, it's on our twitter account uh instagram so you can find it if you need it but definitely give voice too we forgot to, to mention that, that outside of the swag we will have giveaways so yeah yeah giveaways as well well yeah um so anything else i think i don't think we need to give out too much else about Come hang this. out with uh, us that's all you yeah. need to know it's gonna be a good time um all right so uh we are going to get into giving our takes on some of the latest star wars news popping around uh so james what is going on this week man it's the resistance First thing this week is an interview. Um, that's kind of interesting interview because it was done by the site Romper and they started off by being like, if you're looking for the hard hitting interview with this actor, you're not going to get it here. If you're here for like chocolate bunnies and Star Wars. Yeah, that's what you're in for. Uh, but the interview was with Bryce Dallas Howard, and it had a lot to do with uh, the Mandalorian and the book of Boba Fett. But the more interesting thing coming out of this uh, that she said as she was asked uh, specifically about the show Ahsoka. And in going to it, you know, she talked a lot about Dave Filoni and the Clone Wars and how everything has grown from that. And we know a lot of that stuff. But the interesting thing is that she said that uh, if you're a fan of the Clone Wars, you know, like keep your eye on Ahsoka. It's going to be great. You're going to a lot of appreciation from from Clone Wars fandom going into that one. So... Uh, that just led everybody to start speculating. What could that mean? It could be in a various, various things off the top of my head. I was like, well, that confirms to me that the Tamara Morrison Rex character and whatnot, just because he's, we have that actor. Maybe he's not doing book of Boba Fett. Maybe it's been in the, you know, maybe that's how she's in the ties and all this other stuff. So that, that was my thought right off. But, um, I'm going to start with you, John, on this one. What were your thoughts on Bryce Dallas Howard and mentioning the Clone Wars in association with Ahsoka? Um, I, you know, 
people take issue with uh, nepotism and that sort of thing in Hollywood. And I definitely do too, especially, you know, that whole thing, like you'd be surprised how many actors have, you know, their, their dad was a, is a, is a movie producer or something like that. You're like, oh my God, seriously? That's why like Jake Gyllenhaal and Maggie Gyllenhaal got famous? Um, stuff like that. But not to say they're not talented, but it's definitely an easier way in. And that obviously exists with Bryce Dallas Howard. Ron Howard's her father and that's fine. But she has proven her mettle here. And now she's like got the confidence because she knocked it out of the park with the Mandalorian. She comes into Book of Boba Fett and gives people arguably the best episode of the entire run. Uh, so now you you sense this um, tone with her like, I do, you know, I earned my place here. I'm not just Ron Howard's kid directing Star Wars. I'm Bryce Dallas Howard, director who directs Star Wars. And I think that's awesome. And you can kind of tell how she's just part of the mix now uh, with Favreau and Filoni. So my question is, I know this is all really closely tied together. She obviously was, uh, you know, directing another episode of The Mandalorian. So she's been talking to them, you know, oh, we're you know finishing up filming for, you know, Mandalorian season three. We're starting Ahsoka in the same location next month. It's possible she just heard and was talking to them and said, man, you guys are really going to be in for something great. But I'm thinking she may be in line to direct another one of these because uh, she did Mandalorian every season so far. Also Book of Boba Fett. It stands the reason to think that, especially based on the responses that she's getting from her work in Star Wars, they got her slotted in for a very important episode for the Ahsoka series, too. So while that's not confirmed, as far as I recall, I, th- I think mm-hmm. the only director that's been picked so far is the guy from uh, Into the Spider- uh, Spider-Verse, right? Has there been fantasy? any real official announcement? Because I feel like the last time we talked about it was the will Dave Filoni direct every episode? So Peter Ramsey, yeah, Lacey, uh, you got it. He was, I, I believe a trade may have reported this though, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's probably true. Yeah. He was reported to be uh, directing at least one episode of the Ahsoka series, which is a limited series as I understand it. So, you know, whether it's like Kenobi where it's six episodes or they do eight, ten, who knows, but I believe it's just one block of shows. Um for those, I was leaning more towards get this one director, but if they are going to be bopping it around, give me a Bryce Dallas Howard episode. So if she is directing it and, and she's telling you right now that Clone Wars fans are, are going to be um, you know, well gifted by what's going to happen here and uh, treated to, uh, greatly rewarded was her, was her exact phrase by the Soka series, then you start bells start going off you know is it Rex? Who, uh, what clones are going to be in live action finally? That means more Tamara Morrison which people are over the moon about and yeah she's clearly worked closely with him now by directing him so um it, it, we kept thinking with ahsoka rebels 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 but you know you got ahsoka in the mix she worked closely obviously with the uh clone commanders uh we're gonna get maybe all of that at recent animation from star wars uh treating the fans with some well-placed well-done um sensical fan service in live action form so it's just another reason for fans to be excited about this show rebels fans are obviously already very excited james i know you are pumped to mm-hmm. see what's going to happen with this ezra search uh but now you, you look the other the other side of it and maybe we're going to get some you know captain rex and, and those guys in the mix so you know there's not a ton here like you said it was a fluffy interview but the fact that she just came out and said that that's that whole like show of confidence thing now the only thing that makes me a little concerned is how con- you know robert rodriguez saying how great, you know, Book of Boba Fett was going to be. And a lot of people didn't like his episodes. So, but for some reason with Bryce Dallas Howard, I, I think she's earned the capital to say these sorts of things for, and, and me to believe it. So uh, it's very mm-hmm. exciting. 
Yeah, it brings up a good point too because we're we're going right to Rex, but Rex was part of Rebels as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like she didn't say like animation fans will be happy or something like that. You know, good so point. I don't know. Yeah, it's very specific to the Clone Wars in this case. But Lacey, what are your thoughts on Bryce Dallas Howard uh, and her association with Ahsoka, seemingly, uh, and then obviously this phrase about the Clone Wars and stuff. So I'm going to be honest, the the more things I took away from the interview were not that statement, only because I felt that that statement, the one that everybody's freaking out about, about how you'll be greatly rewarded. I feel like, first of all, it was kind of a given that we'd see Clone Wars ties there because it's Ahsoka. Second of all, uh, I feel like we've gotten a lot of Clone Wars content, so I'm not surprised that this show is also tied to the Clone Wars. It's not a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, it just didn't catch me as, like, oh, this is interesting, because it just seemed like an obvious thing. Like, we've talked about a couple different aspects of, like, Cad Bane showing up in the Book of Boba Fett. Like, that's kind of an awesome thing, but it's a given. Like, this is what I feel about Ahsoka as well. Um, I think that there's definitely going to be ties between the Clone Wars and Rebels. There has to be. Um, So when she said this, I was like, yes, that makes sense. You're not really giving anything away. Um, but I understand why Clone Wars fans and animation fans are really pumped. Um, some of the stuff that stood out to me was, first of all, I loved how the interviewer's son, Henry, who's 12 years old, was pumped about Dave Filoni and knew who Dave Filoni was and was like, yes, I know Dave Filoni. And I was like, imagine that impact that you've had as these new fans that are much younger. They're pumped to hear about Dave Filoni probably more than George Lucas at this point. Like, they hear that name and they're yeah. just like, yes, I love Dave Filoni. And I've known a lot of uh, different people that aren't into Star Wars, but maybe their kids are. And their kids always are into Rebels, the Clone Wars. Like, that's their Star Wars. Um, so it's always interesting to hear that kids are just, like, in love with Dave Filoni. I mean, all Star Wars fans are, but it's just exciting to hear kids talk like that. But um, the thing that stood out to me was her talking about how close her family is with George Lucas, which we all know, but just, like, hearing the little yeah. details, like, every Christmas, she got figures. Yeah. And she didn't really think of it. And I was, like, sitting there as I'm reading this interview going, I hope she didn't open them. Like, I hope she kept them in the box. But, like, obviously, she probably didn't. She probably played with them. But uh, imagine getting Christmas gifts from George Lucas. And then the thing that actually made me laugh out loud is when Bryce was talking about how the last time she saw George, he was like, I have a picture of you and naked in the bathtub with my kids. And she's like, great, George. I'm what? What is she like? 30 something? 40 something? Like, great, George. And like, I love her thing. She just wrote, awesome, George. <laughs> like, yeah. such like a family friend thing. Like, everybody has those friends of your parents that say these things that you're like, a little embarrassing why are you bringing this up but like it's coming from a place of like love and care um but it's just really funny that george lucas would just like say that at like a premiere or a party or some type of event that's like i've seen you naked when you were little and you're like uh all right george lucas like this is very <laughs> awkward um but i loved that i loved the humor throughout this whole interview and i think she's just got a really great attitude and we've seen that through her interviews and also gallery behind the scenes stuff with Star Wars. We know she's talented. Like John was saying, we know she can handle directing Star Wars. So everyone says it. I'm going to repeat it. Give her a Star Wars. Like, give her something that can be her own. She's proven herself time and time again. And maybe she just wants to do episodes. And that might be totally true. But I feel like she's a little hungrier than that. I think they should give her her own series, her own movie. And I think she'd kill it. 
This was when <clears throat> when we had that conversation about will Dave Filoni direct all of it. Part of the conversation was will Bryce Dallas Howard direct all of it. Um, I don't remember what I said I'm, for that. I'm blanking right now. I think I said he wouldn't. Yeah, I, said I know. He wouldn't. I think John said he would. I don't remember what I said three minutes ago. Let alone. <laughs> yeah. Um, what story are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> no. Um. But yeah, it it was we we were discussing the possibility of Dave Filoni directing all of it, and then we also brought up like is Dice uh, Bryce Dallas Howard kind of <laughs> Dice? Yeah, Dice. Dice. Is she being kind of set up? Also, as well as like, you know, she seems to be probably the the director that is standing out um, other than maybe Deborah Chow. You know, I think mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. I think it was even like kind of debatable. And then they gave Deborah Chow the whole show, but they didn't give it to Bryce. And Bryce is still continuing to stand out even in the book of Boba Fett as well. So it's right. like, OK, so something something's going on here. So w- when are they going to give her that standalone series? And it almost kind of makes sense here, too. Not to go against what we were saying earlier about the other director also, uh, you know, being involved, but uh, I, I, it, it feels weird for her to say something without her involvement. So we know she's involved to some de- degree, whether it's like uh, being involved in, I don't know, maybe she's being brought in, in as producer, you know, or something like mm-hmm, who knows? Mm-hmm. Like there's got, there could be literally anything, but, um, but it's interesting. I, I think the, the comment on the Clone Wars thing. I think you're you're right, Lacey, that all of this stuff has ties to the Clone Wars, but it is weird when you like wink at something very specifically, you know? Oh, like, sure. Of course. I'm yeah, just the, saying it seemed like a statement that I was like, oh, that's cool. But the more exciting things to me was the weird stuff about George. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just when when she says that, I immediately was like, OK, so then that's confirmation of Rex in my head. And then the longer I thought about it, I was like, really, it's not. <laughs> so it, it literally could be anything. This is an um, example, again, that when I read it, I went, James is probably pumped reading this. The, but what is weird, though, is I wish she would have said Rebels, because then that that yeah. makes me feel more yeah. confirmed that, you well, that Thrawn, still yeah. says the Rex thing could be the connection here. But she said she said fans of the Clone Wars are going to be excited about Ahsoka. And I'm like, OK, so I don't know. Is that a comment on the trade story we got where Hayden Christensen is going to be returning to Ahsoka? Oh, you know? right. Yeah, I forgot so about like, that. Yeah, good point. Maybe that thing there is is clearly not connected to any other stories other than Clone Wars. So right, if you, you watch Clone did Wars, say Sky Guy, right? Didn't she seeing yeah. yeah, Sky Guy and Snips and, and all that stuff like that connection there could be very, maybe that's the episode she's directing. She, she's already been handed a little bit of it. She's going like Oh, I need to do a little bit of research on this. If she yeah. doesn't already know what's the relationship here <clears throat> and stuff. Absolutely. So I, maybe that's the connection. Um, and it's not so much like just random character from Clone Wars or prominent character who I haven't really seen in live action yet. It could just mm-hmm. really be like, what was Ahsoka's story in the Clone Wars? And how is that going to be relevant years later? And that even me saying that almost sounds like, well, duh. But I think we've been thinking so much about it being a sequel to Rebels that we're kind of forgetting her. The larger story of uh, not Ezra of Ahsoka has been from the Clone Wars. So t- t- it might be continuing her, her story should yeah, be with pulling more from Clone Wars than it should be from Rebels. Yeah. And it might be her battling with Anakin emotionally, like having these flashback moments that we're going to get in live action compared to animation where you know we're seeing anakin and her 
talk to each other. We're having these moments that are, you know, causing her trauma, basically. They should give uh, Hayden Christensen prosthetics so he looks like the Clone Wars version of <laughs> with that like just block like nose and a stuff. flat chin <laughs> just yeah, like right. i'm already seeing the uh, complaints it doesn't look like anakin uh, yeah it's like wait no that that's that's actually the guy though um wait, no, but flashback I, i'd like Star to Wars. see somebody say i'd like to see somebody say we already know that people are going to complain that it doesn't look like anakin from the clone wars so we fixed it and then the episode airs and he looks like dooku <laughs> <laughs> it like, doesn't make any sense just his old face is the 3d dooku um, or he's just the sith inquisitor again <laughs> exactly yeah the uh the flashbacks thing in star wars has made it very much more difficult to speculate on stuff like this because there's always that option to you know it's not forward anymore it's you know oh, it, no it can be in the past and that was only as recent as five years ago where that started so with the last jedi i believe right. so mm-hmm. it's uh it, it certainly makes it a lot harder um I'd be curious to see if they do flashbacks. The other thing I just thought of, like, and I'm sure people have talked about this, you know, back to that whole, you know, seeing that they, they're they clearly tying a lot of this stuff in more than we thought in terms of overlapping with uh, Mandalorian in the Book of Boba Fett. And they showed, you know, Luke connecting with Grogu after having spent time with Ahsoka uh, and all that sort of stuff. And, and we sort of saw, you know, Grogu um, being targeted and they flash out of it is there any chance whatsoever that they make it so that ahsoka saves grogu that she's the one i mean possibly would they but wouldn't they wouldn't she have said something on that episode are you saying that they're gonna play it close like maybe she didn't want to admit it yeah maybe it's something she didn't want to reveal or something like that because they they put that there for a reason and i don't think you leave that sort of cliffhanger and have it be like oh yeah it was it was jeff who bailed him out it's got to be someone big and you know I'm, I'm i'm not saying i'm the first person i'm sure a ton of people have said oh is that why we haven't seen ahsoka you know, in these Where other things where was she when stuff. that happened haven't they answered well, she that quit. question she quit she quit the whole jedi order and walked away Right. Well, oh, well, we're yeah, but she was. That's that's the end of Clone Wars. She was yeah. with Rex, and that's Rex turned on her and tried to kill her. But that's the that's the well, the real reason is because the character wasn't created yet. Why she wasn't in you know any of the I'm uh, saying you know, Revenge of the Sith or anything. I but can't story, remember like in the timeline of things. I always mess it up like where. So yeah, yeah Clone so, Wars so, ends yeah like a year well, or so thing. whatever before right. Episode Three and. Is I would say to that that just off the top of my head, I would say that that would probably not be possible considering where she was at the time. She's like, on the ship, right? And like how much time happens, do you yeah. think like when once she found out that was that happened, Order 66 went through the process. She saved Rex. They got out of there and all that stuff. Even if she went straight back to the temple, it would have been like over. Like Groku would have already show been the, killed they, or yeah, rescued, sh- right? Because they show the shot of him being held by someone, and Jedi are holding the troopers back. Remember, in Book of Boba Fett, well, he yeah, has and that they moment. all get killed. Yeah, but I'm saying that's actively happening with the the troopers, so she would have to get back. I guess and then the the question is how how long was Order sixty six? You know what I mean? Like, was it two days? Was it three days like five i don't know (laughs) well i I could i mean it could be like (laughs) 
the war on terror where it's like it's <laughs> technically still going on in no, a new right. hope yeah but yeah like, you can say that yeah um so uh, yeah i don't know it's just it, it might not be her it's probably not her it just popped into my head because they're trying to connect all these shows for some reason and it would mm-hmm. be another way to connect grogu which is you know our new golden goose uh to that show so who the heck knows they have a lot that they have to take care of on that series which you know all indications are there is no second um season because it's called a limited or a special event series i believe is what they're calling these things now Man. um so they got a lot to do so i i i wouldn't blame them for not trying to toss that into the mix too but it just <laughs> popped into my head so I just threw yeah. it out there well let's talk about another show that's coming up and that's obi-wan kenobi uh recently uh we got an interview with the head writer uh and the interview involved um well when I say that too, uh, it was one of these Entertainment Weekly <laughs> interviews. They're that really just stretching been going it out. on and on and on. <laughs> that one interview um, that they just kept pulling. Yeah, bits exactly. From. Like, I wonder if Disney was like, "We want you to stretch this out because we want you to be the exclusive person, you know, people covering this," or if, or if they just gave them like, you know, here's the information, do whatever you want with it, and they're like, "Well, we can't." <laughs> That's Entertainment Weekly. Yeah, I just don't understand why like more people haven't had, you know, these exclusive stories. But I guess they have. It's just like Entertainment Weekly stretching out what they got. When we when we had Bresnikin on, he was Entertainment Weekly, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he like we had no idea how he did his interviews. We're like, so you went to the set and stuff? He's like, no, no. He's like, I got on the phone with them from like a hotel room. And we're like, oh, and he's like, yeah, and I do it all in that one shot. So they do it all like probably via phone in the span of 40 minutes for everybody. And Zoom then they're call. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then they're exactly. And then they're like two sentences on Tuesday in two weeks, two more sentences. And, and they just like because they want, you know, the more, you know, impressions and that sort of thing. So this is to me, it's, you know, based on what Bresnikin told us and all this like this is clearly that they didn't sit down with Joby Harold eight different times. Mm-hmm. It's only going to get worse too, because now they don't do print anymore. Oh, I know. Do, yeah. It's yeah. They only for do sure. digital. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, the crazy thing too, is like, even when we did that interview, that was pre pandemic. And it was like, he said he got on the phone with them. And today I would think that would be weird to get on the phone. I'd be like, you guys didn't do like a video conference call, but even, even then, we had video conference calls just like, like the Skype. technology yeah. was out there but like we really didn't people didn't really do it and now people have embraced it so much and understand the technology that we're even we're even just like that's how we just people communicate they're like oh well we'll just hop on a zoom call real quick i'll just mm-hmm. throw you a zoom and we'll we'll do this call you know um, it's, it's crazy but anyway get, getting back to the point uh obi-wan kenobi head writer uh, said uh, they talked to Entertainment Weekly, and the big thing coming out of this was the bleak tones and the transition into hopefulness, kind of giving that uh, period of time that this story is going on, this journey that this character is going on, where he's having to battle between the Obi-Wan of the prequels and the Obi-Wan of the original trilogy, and kind of like be both 
uh, as they're explaining the story. So it's kind of interesting. It's I'm I'm gonna be a little frank here. It's a lot of stuff that we already know, but there were like little tidbits if you're if you're really paying attention. Like oh, that's kind of interesting. Lacey, I'm gonna ask you first. What what was there anything that specifically popped out as kind of like new information and not sort of like as John put it, a well duh kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i'm just laughing because that <laughs> before the show i i literally said something like that and so you hear him say it i'm like oh i don't sound as dumb as i think <laughs> um yeah i you know this is one of those interviews like you said james i don't think there's anything in there that i'm like oh my gosh newsflash mm-hmm. exclusive it's kind of just building on what we already know and what we expect from the trailer and what we'd imagine where as star wars fans where obi-wan kenobi would be at this point uh we Mm -hmm. knew that he would be battling with certain things that he'd you know be on the run so to speak i liked that they did talk about him going on this journey him going on this trip he has to go take one last adventure basically before he becomes the Guinness obi-wan kenobi that we see in a new hope I like how they acknowledge that, that he has to take that arc to get from Ewan to Alec. Because, uh, you know, I know John always asks that question, like, how do we get from point A to point B here? Because they're two different Obi-Wans. Um, I yeah. really liked how they talked about how, you know, obviously Jedi are on the run. I think this show is going to definitely have its moments that are like a little scarier, that are a little like more thriller-ish than we've seen before with Star Wars, especially with what's at stake which is like literally people are being hunted down Mm -hmm. um but i think my favorite part of the uh interview and in the description was about how obi-wan is not just uh coming to terms with what happened to the jedi order but what happened to himself and what happened with that relationship with anakin and how he's responsible and how that's playing on who he is as a person and then him battling with that with the consequences of his own actions as well as someone so close to him that he cared about actions how they then come to play in this show and then what we see down the line of where that character goes i found that super interesting because i think we're going to have this obi-wan that Obviously, we'll stand up for what's right. That's what Obi-Wan Kenobi always does. But there are going to be moments of sadness or conflict with Anakin of how did this get to this point? Because any normal person would go through that if they went through such a traumatic experience of literally killing someone that they thought they, you know, was their Mm -hmm. brother. Having this hysterical, traumatic moment being like, I'm leaving you to die. And then they walk around the corner again to kill you like that is quite the moment. And everyone keeps talking about it in other interviews. And I think that that's going to play out similarly that we see in this interview of like Obi-Wan is going to have to grapple with the fact that one, he's not dead. He didn't die. You just basically maimed him and made him more angry than ever. And two, now you have to deal with the repercussions of look what you did to him. Now, what is he going to do in the in the kind of like way he is now, so to speak? Mm-hmm. I can't think of the exact word like the way Vader is at this point because of your actions. Look at the damage that he's causing. And I'm sure he's going to grapple with that throughout the series of like, I did, I'm responsible for this person. Totally. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's crazy to think like um, how much there is involved in um 
like the whole aspect of Anakin saying like, well, the character saying Anakin's dead. I'm now Darth Vader, you know, and how much Mm Obi-Wan takes that personally or like to light. Like, is he upset because he's essentially grieving um, his brother who was killed by Darth Vader before they even fought on Mustafar? You know what I mean? Or does he still consider that he's fighting him? Because he says, Mm -hmm. then you truly are lost. You know what I mean? And he's willing to go through the effort of, of killing this guy. Um, but it's just crazy, like to to go through that process. And I, I'm not entirely sure that Obi Wan ever really truly let go of Anakin, but that's debatable. The based on the stuff he says to Luke, you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess he says the things like, is, "Does he he's give more up? machine now than man?" It's like, right? He would Twisted be like, "Stop pursuing him as Anakin. He's not Anakin anymore. He's Vader." But what You're moments are we? Vader, you know? Right. He's and what Darth. moments are we going to see yeah, exactly. where he grapples with that idea of like, "But this is Anakin." Like, yeah. will Vader say things that he hears Anakin or that he senses, you know? See, I'm Are thinking, we going to get I, glimpses in the force of visions or whatever between well, them that, or something like that? That's where the darkness of Vader is going to come through and you're going to see some psychological warfare from Vader. He's going to take that helmet off on purpose or something like that to like really Look what you mess, did to me type thing. Mess, Look yeah, what you mess with Obi-Wan's head. Yeah, look, so look he can did, see him jerk. with his own Uncle eyes? Uncle Frank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. What, James? Uh, so that he can see him with his own eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right, John, well, what are you, yeah, it's your kind of turn. <laughs> if, if you're a longtime <laughs> listener of the show, you know how we work. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. What's up? Uh, well, Frank, there's a lot of things we can get into here. Um, you know, for one, I think this story is more so for not, not so much for us, like diehard fans who have yeah. a good grasp of what's going to happen in the story. Cause you know, they're not, they're not Christopher Nolan M night Shyamalan, this thing, this isn't going to be like some like, Oh my God. I think this is going to be a pretty straightforward story, but its purpose is going to be to add layers and a lot of weight to it in terms of, uh, you know, Obi-Wan's journey from what happened to, uh, old wise Ben in a new hope. And also just giving us more of, Anakin's sort of further journey to the dark side and you know what what what's going on there um so I don't think that we're in for any like trickery or anything so when they talk about this and we're saying like yeah no duh I think that's what you know what what we should expect going to the series is having a good understanding of what we're going to get and just hoping that it's executed well and it's a really well told um mm-hmm. short series um so I think this is this type of story is more for the casual fans like why you know what you know we we saw a new hope and it was, you know, this gap in time. Why do we need this? And I think it's more for, for that reason. Um, and now in terms of, you know, what, what he's saying and what you guys are bringing up, like with Obi-Wan, I still think, you know, it is a little, it makes me a little nervous that they're going like the, you know, sad, depressed Luke version of Obi-Wan a little bit here. But the, the, the difference here is that we know he comes through the other side and he still is the Jedi of all Jedi when we meet him in A New Hope and stuff like that. So um, I don't think it's going to be one of those things like, oh, you ruined Obi-Wan and stuff like that. Like, you know, he's <laughs> saying like, well, where do we get to the hopefulness part? And have, have we talked about on our previous episode about, you know, who's going to do that for Obi-Wan in this series? And we said Qui-Gon, you know, the twins, you know, uh, you know, all, all these people that can, you know, help him, you know, or maybe even it's Vader. You know, we see full dark Vader mm. and he realizes he is gone. 
you know, there, there's nothing I could have done. He was going down that path. I am absolved, you know, I, or I, I need to absolve myself of the blame of this. You know, whether I teach, taught him, whether Yoda was teaching him, whether it was still Qui-Gon, this kid was going to be on that journey and, and this is what, what's happening. Look what he's turned into. Anakin is officially gone. And it makes me think of like, you know, he used past tense on Mustafar when Anakin, he, he cut Anakin down and he's burning. He didn't say, I, you are my brother. I love you. He said, you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. So he's already like saying like, this is not Anakin that I'm fighting. This is this Darth Vader person, you know? And I, I think he, you know, maybe struggling with that. Um, but I also believe in Obi-Wan as a Jedi. And, and, and with that, he um, sort of understands how to compartmentalize that stuff um, as, as, you know, one of the biggest beacons of what a Jedi should be. So I, I don't think this is going to be a whole th complete thing where he's like down in the dumps the whole time. I, I think, I, I hope they sort of knock that out rather quickly and we can see him start making the journey back towards who we know he should be maybe a third of the way through the series. So maybe after those first two episodes, we see a celebration. I don't want it to be a thing where he's like this mess the whole time until the very end. I want to see prime mm -hmm. Obi-Wan in this series because this is really the only shot we're going to get at seeing Hugh McGregor. I don't think they're doing more seasons of this. And I honestly think it would be a little weird if they give us this amazing return for Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi in his own series. And then they're like, no, but the last time you're going to see him is a cameo in Andor or something. No, it's like, no, this has to be it. You know, we're, we're lucky we're getting this much of Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi again. Six episodes, maybe an hour long. We're not really sure. Mm -hmm. uh, it's almost like he's getting another trilogy for himself. So we have to embrace that stuff and not, you know, try to wring out the sponge too much as, um, as much as we love having him. Um, and I would think Ewan McGregor might agree with that too. Um, just, you know, go out on top. You know, George Costanza goes out on a high note when he lands a good joke. That's what we got to do here with Obi-Wan Kenobi. Knock this out of the park, take your bow, hang up the robe and say, now I'm done. Um, but again, it's a lot of no dust stuff here, but it also gets you excited because uh, I like the fact that they're not going to try to go too crazy with this story and they're going to give us the story we need to see. It's just going to be more so adding the layers and everything they need to add to it to make their encounter and stuff like that in the original trilogy uh, feel even bigger and, and and more real and and that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah. I think you're. I, <clears throat> I think you're right that they're probably going to. I mean, they even kind of said in this article that they're balancing the t the two characters. So if there's like a sad Obi Wan from the prequels, like everything's messed up, everything's in disorder, then they also have to balance that with the Alec Guinness. So they said that, and they said they were doing that. So I think you are going to see like three episodes of this and then turning into that or two episodes of this, two episodes in between and two episodes yeah. very solid, you know, something along those lines. Um, what is also interesting though is, is, you know, you said you think this is it. They did that. I mean, I think there was something we saw one time that was like open door a little bit to that. Like if, it, if it's popular, we'll do another scene. And it's like, <laughs> it's clearly going to be popular. So what are you, what are you even saying there? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it does make me think that, Really, because we know how Obi-Wan ends up. We've seen him and we've seen the mental state and everything that he's in, in A New Hope. So since this is 10 years earlier, this series, not that they're going to do it, just hear me out. This series could end with him like on the ground, crying, upset, emotionally wrecked, snot and everything. And they, they could roll credits and we'd be like, man, that was a messed up ending. 
but we know he gets better. <laughs> we yeah. didn't see it, but we know end. he gets better. Yeah, you know? I think it's got to end with hope, though, because the whole trailer was about like, I agree. hope and good feeling. And I agree. Yeah. I agree. I'm just saying that because we know they they could they could end this all the way up till Although, the, the day Rejuan before said, a new hope. And if he's yeah. a wreck, we still know he fixed himself overnight. You know, I mean, they're <laughs> still <laughs> I mean, we know because he fixes himself. So emotionally, God help he fandom if they do that. He, I know. I'm just saying I'm just saying. <laughs> That theoretically, the show still could go down any route they want to and tell the story about Obi-Wan because in the end, he he does get fixed. So I think... I was going to say, Rejuan does say that it's hopeful that Ben Solo dies. So I guess it's like out the door what they think hopeful is. You know what Why I mean? Why do we always to bring that guy into this? These, these because that's camps. a very specific quote to me that kind of sticks out as like... I don't know if I agree with hopeful. It has nothing to do with him. If she said it about any character, I'd say the same thing. It's just well, like, just saying, I don't think someone I mean, dying is hopeful. To, to bring up another Ewan McGregor movie, in Big Fish, he <laughs> says, I'd like to see how I die because then I'd know that no matter what I do in my life, that's not how I go. Dude, so no matter dream, what happens in this series 10 years before, we know that he ends up okay so they could do anything they want here because there's still 10 years for him to get over it. Look, again, I feel like I'm going down, a, uh, I'm digging my hole here. I'm not saying they're doing that, but I'm saying that that gonna be the teaser definitely for the leads into if they wanted to do <laughs> season two, season three, they could as long I as he's it. willing to come back. <laughs> I didn't yeah, hear what he said. No. No, I sorry, Lacey, I Lacey will cut this as the teaser for the episode, so James is on this like... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look what go. James Bainey said on TRV. Yeah. It's like uh, she cuts it like right before I'm like, again, I'm trying to like not... Dude, yeah. you brought, you brought the, the big fish thing. Like, I really love that movie, and I remember I brought it up at the end of our panel in 2019, like seeing all these people and stuff in the, in the mm -hmm. crowd that were like our listeners, but like, isn't that the ultimate dream? Like, if you had the opportunity to like see your own funeral and be like, no. oh, that person showed up? Oh, that person didn't show up? How no. dare they? I'm gonna haunt them for the rest of their days. Um That's the there's dream. only one there's only it's, one. It's your final dream, thing. John. It's not mine. <laughs> it's everybody's dream, Lacey. It's really not. <laughs> um, there's only one other thing that kind of caught my interest in this, and that was uh the line uh uh buh, 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 buh. I mean Obi-Wan and Anakin, Hayden Christensen, share so much screen time together. And I was like, oh, Really? Yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. That that's read the, if you read I the full quote. Total though, I thought that's what he meant. He's talking about in episodes two and three. Is he? Yeah. Ah, uh, yep. okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I read it. So I was like, yeah. oh, was I wrong? Oh yeah. no no no. Okay yeah. I I yeah I kind of okay all right that's fine. I, I saw that and I thought really and they, that's and they interesting. Still might. They still might, but I think yeah. he, he's talking about episode okay. two. All right. Mm -hmm. yeah. so, so to be clear. All right. Well, let's move on to the next story really quick. Um, we got a little bit of... Oh, James, wait, wait. Last thing real quick. That I, I, yeah. You know, we're getting the first two episodes at Celebration, and if it is going to be Morose Obi-Wan for the first two episodes, and we only <laughs> get those two at Celebration, there's going to be some talking at Celebration. About I think the first one might be him Morose, but I think they gave us the second one because it's more of a happy one, I bet. 
They better give us some Liam Neeson and, and some Force Ghost hugs and stuff. Or the, there's going to be some people really shouting at Celebration. But anyway. John, you do your recap like every week. You're like, we're only so many days away from Kenobi. And it still isn't like quite sinking in. You know? I know. But that's like, it's right around the corner. It's right about to happen. Um, yeah, well, uh, next. So next week's episode will be almost quite literally a month away from it from when it was supposed to air yeah do you guys find it interesting that netflix is putting out stranger things on the same day as kenobi what show that is a power play stranger things do you hear my what is that theory is that like a is that a new i know you're being annoying right now so i'm just gonna like ignore that comment uh, well, cause I, oh. I think Netflix is doing that to be like, oh, you want to be the streaming, get the number one streaming thing? Nah, 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 nah. We're putting Stranger mm. Things out. I think it's you know weird what, for them to do that play after Stranger Things season three, though. I wasn't a big fan of three. I know we're not that's a Stranger my, Things podcast, but... That's my point. I, Dude, yeah, I don't... rule, so I'm done. The what the rule? Tangents. I like going on tangents sometimes. Ah. <laughs> but I'm, I just found it really interesting as a fan of both franchises. I guess you'd call Stranger Things a franchise now. Both things, putting them out on the same day, my f- initial response was, oh, as like a marketing streaming person, if I was going to try to take down Kenobi, I'd put out Stranger Things, which is our biggest, besides Squid Game at this point, is our biggest property is Stranger Things. I'm not that excited about Stranger Things. I, I mean, I already said that there's no chance I'm going to sit there during celebration and, and sit down and watch Stranger Things. That's just right. not happening. I agree with you. But I'm saying if you're looking at pop culture in general, in general there's more oh, yeah. people yeah. that like Stranger Things, I would argue, than Kenobi. At this given yeah. time in yeah, 2022. It's possible, but like I said, I think that that's a bold move having come off Stranger Things season three. It's a bold because move, I think, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off. I, I think for him. one was a surprising <laughs> hit. Two was a smash, and everybody like absolutely but watched yes. it up. Three was like kind of like, oh, is this show still on? Or I don't watch it. And then four is like, okay, you know, four that they're kinda... splitting into two things. I was sure, like, come sure. on, and, and this is but, crazy. But, but I got one more point have... on this. Yeah, go ahead. I guess. Well, I was gonna say most people. It's not like releasing it like it used to be releasing a movie the same day as this that, movie it, that was the exact point i was gonna make it's like is, everyone has netflix and disney plus and it's like oh I, i'm gonna watch kenobi and then i'm gonna i'm gonna bang through all the stranger things stuff in it's the same not day. really a competition because both are yeah. free essentially if it was two movies if not it was really. the stranger things movie and the kenobi they're two, movie they're two subscription services they're not free. i know people, but if people have them, they have them like uh, Netflix and Disney Plus. And it's like, all right. Right. You know? But if you're Netflix and you're Disney Plus, Disney Plus goes, we're putting out our thing on the 27th because we're making room for celebration, which I still stand by that statement that that's what they did. Uh, I've heard from people. That's what they've done. Um, they moved it to the 27th so that they could do it during that time. And Netflix looks at it and goes, I know John's rolling his eyes right now, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, Netflix looks at it and goes, I don't want them to get the record so far this year for the number one streaming. They got it last year with Squid Game. I don't want them to get it again. Or we had it with Squid Game. We don't want it to be dethroned because, you know, Mandalorian was getting up there. We want to take this away from them. (coughs) If you're being strategic, you would do that. You would say, here's my, you know, queen move to this square. Yeah. No, I I just, yeah, I just think it, I think what, what I'm thinking is, is it's, it's the same deal, but on a smaller scale. 
because you're not talking about trying to win the box office that weekend. You're, you're trying to win the streaming game, and you're really competing over people who who don't have both services and were thinking about subscribing to that service like that month to watch. I it think you're, it's not just the streaming game; it's the mm-hmm. marketing game of what are people talking about on social media. What are people going to be talking about, Kenobi or Stranger Things? In terms of subscribers, you got to feel like for the Netflix thing, anyone who's watching Stranger Things on day one has had Netflix and has already been watching Stranger Things. Whereas sure. Kenobi might be like, yeah, I didn't really care about the Mandalorian stuff, yet. but I really love the prequel. I really love Obi-Wan Kenobi. I'm going to pick up Disney Plus for this show. Uh, so I feel like Netflix isn't really hedging their bets in terms of we're going to get more subscribers they're just like we want all of our people watching our that show that day whereas disney plus is like hopefully we get some new people on board for this star wars show who maybe didn't want the boba fett stuff like netflix seems more like locked in with stranger things it's season Are they four dropping it's the, the show season? everyone already knows huh no half of it like i said before they're splitting it in oh, two parts. oh yeah you part, yeah you did say that but they're but yeah one, it, but they're dropping yeah. all of like part one at the same time so it's probably like Four episodes, four or five, five episodes. episodes yeah. four, four or five. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Those kids are so, old, man. I saw like them in the, the trailer. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah, Those kids were like in now. diapers the first season. They were tiny little kids. I know, which is part of the charm, right? It was like that Goonies thing where it's little kids doing yeah. crazy stuff. And now, now it's like, like adults punks. and I kind of, yeah, they're like teenagers. And I'm like, okay, this is like watching Riverdale. Like, mm-hmm. all right. I know. <laughs> like, I, I want to go back to the Goonies feeling that but, I had. So, so. And and the last thing on Stranger Things because we're, we're clearly <laughs> Remember a when I went Things to the other story. Now, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but hold on. But so I, I just you know sometimes shows really botch endings, and I don't think they'll do this, but they put out the name of that new like big bad in Stranger Things, and it's like I googled it. And it's the name. It's another name of a Dungeons and Dragons character. What's and the like, name? If they Vec Vectum Vecta or something like that. Something like that. The guy that's like Vitamin floating there. Vitamin to Benjamin. The, the voiceover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy that's like, it's the Vecna. war is coming to an end. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. that body with the things attached to it. So they're like, they finally have an entity in the Upside Down that is the, you know, the Snoke or, the Palpatine. or Palpatine or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was like, if they do this with Stranger Things, because all these things, the Demogorgon and stuff, are all these Dungeons and Dragons. And at the very beginning of the show, these kids are just playing this board game, Dungeons and Dragons. If the end of this show is, it's just them using their imaginations and they're still little kids and oh, they had already God, filmed it. no. Imagine that. Imagine that's what this is. It's just kids, like their I imagination. I hate you for even saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I hope they don't do it. But I, I imagine they did that, how that would just like ruin the entire show. It would be I, like there's Lost. Worse, there's nothing worse than when a show... Well, Lost is different because all the things did sort of happen. But I won't, you know, whatever. But there, there's nothing worse than when like a movie or show at the end, the person was just like dreaming the whole They're time. They're dreaming. Like, yeah. Hooray. How often has that happened? It sounds like it's such oh, a common trope. All the time. Like, oh, yeah. Really? That happens a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Have I... Can, there were, just Remember right click? off the top of your head, can you name one thing? Wizard of Oz. Alice in Wonderland. But Click. <laughs> Cl- click, definitely no. You said click. That definitely did happen. But I'm I'm I don't know about Wizard of Oz. I also think Wizard of Oz did happen. <laughs> what? Right? 
Yeah, the whole thing no, is she, she wakes up in the bed. her head. Yeah. All those guys were the ones in her thing. You're here, all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my it God. wasn't like a green hand came in the window at the end, like, it was real. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm I'm trying to think of the end Even of the that witch one, was like the tax lady, like whatever she also, was. Also, side note, though, the Wizard of Oz, like, classic movie, like, that didn't ruin Wizard of Oz. Like, oh, she was dreaming Oh, the it did. No, Stupid. it ruined it for me. Ruined it. <laughs> did it really? Yeah. No. Anyway, but Click, definitely not. I also Wonderland. I'm not really sure. Maybe she wakes up. There's, there's other examples. Yeah, but she goes back like in subsequent movies and stuff, stories like Alice did the Looking Glass and James, all. James, you're dreaming right now. This podcast never saying, happened. Yeah. All right, guys. <laughs> uh, guess what might be coming back? Visions. Visions. It's possible. <laughs> uh, take it for what it is. But uh, Cinelinks is reporting uh, decent track record. I'd say. Uh, that there are, they have it on good authority that Vision season two is uh, set to arrive in autumn of 2022. So that's just you know that's coming up. That's this fall. Um, there's been a couple different projects right around that's still speculating, and and Visions has now entered the game of being like another one that's still possibly coming around this time. Um, the interesting thing about it too is that there was the uh, leaked gift box from a while ago. If anybody remembers that, it mm-hmm. listed visions. That's kind of a tip as we were kind of debating back when we saw the box. Is that a thank you for doing this or is that a look forward? The look forward was was um, like it was a lot of stuff that we had already seen. True, like Bad Batch was on there, but we were like, well, we know Bad Batch season two is coming though. This could be look forward. Tales of the Jedi, we don't know what that is. That didn't happen. Indy 5. So they're not thanking for them. Yeah, Indy 5. Yeah. So it's like there were a couple things on there that was like, these are for the projects you've been working or will be working on. And Visions was listed. So it was like toss up even at that time. Like, does this mean that we're going to get a return to Visions? It was, as far as I can tell, successful. I don't know if Disney Plus releases their numbers or anything like that. I love it. People seem to like it. I people guess, right? seem to like it. Yeah. And I think like, there was the whole thing with uh, Visions as well that seemed like it was a punch for that Asian market. Like, hey, if you forget the lore, you know, this isn't movie nine, movie 10. It's brand new. It doesn't have anything to do with any of our stories. Just get into Star Wars. Like, if you like it, just take these steps and just kind of get in. So I feel like if they had success even remotely in that that world, then th- they should be pursuing this as well and just doing more studios and just whatever. So all of this makes sense, but Cinelinks is saying they have it on good authority. It is in fact happening. Look forward to it in the fall. Um, John, what are your thoughts on uh, Visions coming back? Um, I thought Visions was cool. I had I, I don't remember all the episodes because I think I only watched them once each, but I had a lot of fun with it. It felt fresh. It felt new. Um, so like it didn't come with baggage. Um, I like the fact that people couldn't argue, you know, canon elements. So it like wiped out a lot of variables of Mm -hmm. what fans argue over, which is always silly in my opinion. Um, It's funny. I was watching an interview with George Lucas the other day where he was like, you know, people always say Harrison Ford's quote about it. It's all fake. But there was an interview with George Lucas and he's like, it's fake. Like people need to remember that. This is a movie. It's all fake. So I'm like people you do need to remember that um but and how i tie that in is just that there's no you know concern over oh this shouldn't have happened this it's just like watch it and all you have to do is watch it in a vacuum and enjoy it so i like that aspect of it so give me more of those um i liked some 
Uh, didn't really whatever about others, but uh, yeah, I'm absolutely down to watch another set of those. They were really well made, beautifully done. I like that. Uh, I'm not the biggest anime person, but because uh, it had the Star Wars element to it, it made me want to like it more. Um, so I, I like that stuff. Like some of the stuff I didn't like, like the rock band stuff like that, <clears throat> but some of them I really enjoyed a lot too. So, uh, I, I'm absolutely down to watch more of these. I already have, you know, Disney plus I'll fire it up when I get a chance, when they come out and watch it at my own pace. Again, it's not a canon thing. They don't have to worry about like, Oh, that got spoiled for me. Now I know this happens over here. It's just like, Nope, that's a short right there. Uh, if you want to expand upon it, cool. If not, I will live in that nine minutes. And then say thank you on to the next. So uh, if this is true, I am totally cool with it. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came. It, uh, it comes at a good time for me. And I, I know, Lacey, uh, the reason I'm bringing this up because I know you have something to say on it. But <clears throat> I um, recently decided that because they're on HBO Max, I was going to get into some of the Studio Ghibli stuff. Oh, my God, and- my favorite. <laughs> yeah, so I I have never I've seen Princess Mononoke. I watched it in theater when they did like a re-release. I was like, well, what better way to see it? I just went and saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've seen that one, but then I just recently watched My Neighbor Totoro and mm-hmm. Spirited Away for the first time. Oh, so Spirited Away is so good. Yeah, so both of those, and then like like you know a, a week or two. You gotta watch Howls. Yeah, yeah. So That's like a week or two one. later, whatever, we're getting this. The, the Visions is is returning, and I'm like. So much of what like I saw in Visions, and I mean, I was very clear. I, I knew the artwork. I knew Studio Ghibli just like by trailers mm-hmm. and, pop and imagery. And, yeah. Yeah, just pop culture, exactly. Um, so I was kind of like caught in that, but like it's just, it's so interesting to see that stuff being done where Star Wars is the theme, you know, and it really does feel that when you're watching Visions and just, it was such a cool thing. I personally still kind of feel like they dropped the ball by by releasing it all at once. I feel like who cares if it, I had to if, rush if it wasn't them. making yeah. a big splash nine weeks later, they should have just been released them once a week and put out the new poster and said, this episode's available now, check it out. Just did a little mm-hmm. bit of marketing there. W- wouldn't have had to been anything crazy, just social stuff. But I feel like keeping people talking about visions for nine weeks would have been the goal. And I I feel like it was really awkward that they dropped it. Everybody blasted it for about two weeks. And then it was that I know, but it was like, so, you know what I mean? It was still kind of floating for like two weeks. So many people got screeners for this thing. Like I was very, very lucky and grateful that I got screeners because I needed to like I said, blow through them to get reviews up and reviews done in time for the embargoes. But mm-hmm. I felt like a lot of people got screeners for this series. So there were a lot of people that I saw tweets and stuff being like, am I the only one that hasn't seen this series yet? <laughs> because by the time it came out, so many people had seen it and loved it. It's great. But yeah, like you said, not many people were talking about it the next week. And every once in a while, I'll see a tweet or I'll think about it and be like, oh, I really loved that. I want to go back and watch it again. But it's just... It just happened so quickly. I'm not really surprised that they're doing a second season just because I think it deserves it. And I'm really pumped about it. And a lot of the um, studios that worked on season one or had more story to tell, they've been very open about it. That they like the ninth Jedi, they had been very open that that was the first part of a bigger story that they were trying to tell. Um, I think the twins, too, kind of left, which was one of my favorites as well, left in a place that you're like, where does it go from here? 
And all the studios that did these amazing projects were like, yeah, we have more to tell. We have more about these characters. We have more ideas. We want to keep doing this. So it's just kind of a no-brainer of why wouldn't you do it? So I'm glad that they yeah. are. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Excited for Vision Season 2. Um, we also wanted to talk really quickly about uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Rupert Friend, saying that you know he got an interview and was talking a little bit about the Grand Inquisitor and how <laughs> it was such a sweet suit. No, I mean sweat suit. <laughs> <laughs> no, he. Uh, but he is excited about being a part of Star Wars. So if you want to go check that interview, you can. It's on Star Wars. Not the interview itself, but like if you want to get the coverage and everything, it's on StarWarsNewsNet.com. As well as some High Republic stuff. If you're watching Star Wars YouTube, they do the High Republic show. Tons of information on that show. If you are not keeping up with High Republic, uh, they have it all there. But this week they announced, uh, you know, Phase 2 uh, will introduce new characters specifically one tied to Marky and Roe, if you're paying attention to that comic. So it's very cool that we're getting new books and new introductions to uh, some of some of the more interesting villains in Star Wars. Like people like to point to the Emperor, Darth Vader, Darth Maul, stuff like that. But uh, keep your eye on Marky and Roe, man. This dude is is pretty nuts and pretty crazy villain. Uh, but that is it for the news this week. Uh, Lacey, we have a pod race to get to, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, guys, it's time for the Patreon pod race. So there are lots of ways you can support us. You can follow us here on YouTube, subscribe, comment, etc. Make sure to ring the bell for notifications. I know sometimes YouTube like won't let you know when we put up new videos unless you have that checked. So make sure that you do. You can follow us on Twitter at RBATSWNN or on Instagram at The Resistance Broadcast or any audio platform. We love Spotify. Please leave us a review. It means so much to us. But if you want more than that, you want to support the show, what we're doing here, uh, as corny as it sounds, like our dreams as creators and what we plan to do in the future, you can head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Starting at just $2 a month, you're saying, I want to be a part of the resistance. I want to support what you're doing. Keep going. Uh, and you get tons of cool stuff like uh, as you go up in the ranks, Discord access, which is exclusive to just our community. It's a really great place. You get exclusive videos. Uh, polls, and much more. This is a part of the show that we let our generals and spice runners, our two top tiers, be a part of the show. We ask them a question. They gave us their answer. We talk about it. But before we get to that, I want to say thank you to our generals and spice runners. So first up to our generals. Ugh, taking a breath. Thank you, Carmelo, Jeremy Myers, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, John Chorlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Double C Chris, Chris White, Brendan McLaughlin, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you guys so much yes, as generals. Thank you. And to our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gelnar, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, who just did a killer Spice Run last week, which is one of our live streams exclusive to Patreon, Thomas Hennessy, and Andrew Staley. Thank you guys so much for Thank being you. extra spicy. Yeah. Um, so this week we have our General Beard, as we like to call him, John <sighs> Reese, and his question is, if Lucasfilm finally decided to explore the older public in canon live action, live action, would you prefer they make an ongoing Disney Plus series to tell these stories or a film trilogy series for the film trilogy slash series or films or to put it bluntly, Old Republic live action TV or movies? Wow, that was a Choose wordy wisely. question. Go ahead, John. <laughs> TRB community. Hello there. General Beard here. I think we absolutely would need a 
live action Disney Plus series for the older public. Multiple, multiple seasons covering all of the stories. Um, Darth Bane, for example, three full books could easily be six seasons, two, uh, two seasons of book, I can imagine. The Revan novel is another couple seasons. Those are personally the only ones that I've read, but all of the Old Republic lore that's in the video games and all the other books, it it could be told so wonderfully in long-form storytelling. The movies are great, and I'll always appreciate the movies, but you have, you know, two-year gaps between them. I think weekly release a season every year. It, it would get a lot more attention and a lot more love, and I think it would be really, really well done. So fingers crossed that happens. Everyone have a good night. General Beard out. Well done, John. Awesome job. Uh, James, what'd you think? Yeah, I I fully agree with this. I think like Lucasfilm has to make a decision whether they want that thing, which is just like sitting there ripe and ready and it could be so cool. Do you want to do that as your trilogy or do you want to do that as their TV show? And I think if they have realized what Disney plus is and the possibility and the power that is, I know they want that box office to be there, but I, I, I think almost in a weird way that they're starting to switch their mindset of like, let's let the movies be like episode 10 and 11 and 12. And <laughs> let's just do that. And, uh, let's let our series be the talked about thing every week for multiple weeks, you know, for years to come, let's, uh, let's stretch out our big property to, eight seasons of game of thrones eight years of the old republic and just like dominate with uh disney plus subscriptions i think you're dead on uh john so uh good good going and thanks for being a spice runner always john yeah, yeah i don't have much to add uh i agree with john's answer uh way to toss the hello air hello there in there with a little look um but uh no great job as always general beard and you know you've been with us so long that you're the you know, we have a lot of beards in the base, but you are general beard. You're the OG beard. Um, but uh, no, I agree with you and James. Uh, I think series is the way to go. You can really not have to cut corners. And it always feels like Old Republic is medieval in a sense. So it reminds me of that Game of Thrones type of thing. So that could be a really fun thing to tune into every week, kind of like we, a lot of us used to do with Game of Thrones. So I'm all in on series. Great answer. Great job. Thanks for your support. And uh, keep it going, buddy. John, thank you so much for your answer. Both Johns, I guess. Uh, thank yeah. you for your answers. Uh, we appreciate having you here in the community. We love everything that you bring. Uh, and you're just a really cool guy. I love your collections of like the coolest things I've ever seen. Like he has a really cool, I believe, Hot Toys collection. Like the really cool figurines yeah. and stuff. So anyway, thanks for being a part of the resistance. You're the best. Back to our John. All right, so we have a quick question we just want to do a quick answer on, and it was submitted mm -hmm. to us via Ask the Resistance from Mark Judic at Mark Judic. Way to get your handle. Uh, we said that before to you, Mark, but good to see you again, buddy. Thanks. Uh, he just asked, do you think Star Wars would still be around if the toys were never made? Uh, what do you think, Lacey? This is a tricky question because I feel like similarly to what Bryce Dallas Howard said in the beginning of this episode slash her interview is that she got into Star Wars through the toys. Like she didn't know what Star Wars was, but she got the toys from George, which is awesome. And then played with the toys and then got into the movies once she got older. I, I kind of feel the same. I remember 
getting toys when I was really young and that kind of just played into my imagination and and played into what I thought of these characters outside of the movies, which then pushed me even more into the fandom, into liking these things. Um, so I would say, I'm trying to make sure that I word it correctly. Do you think Star Wars would be around? No, I don't think it would. I don't think it would have the lasting impression on people, especially filmmakers and, uh, you know, directors and actors and all these people that say, including Jon Favreau, that they played with these toys in their toy box and that's why they love it so much. I don't think it would be the same. Yeah, it's Jane, weird. Thoughts? Yeah, just because I, I listened to a podcast like this week before this question got sent to us on the action figure. And it was like the origins of like how we had Barbies, but they were like, how do we get, how do we sell dolls to boys? You know? And it's like, so they created the GI Joe and they did this. Yeah. They did these different series and stuff and all that went into that. And of course, part of this was the whole like Hasbro, Kenner, Star Wars toys and how popular they were and action figures just became like part of the cultural thing. It almost makes you wonder, (laughs) would toys be a thing if Star Wars wasn't, you know? Like, I agree with Lacey wholeheartedly, but Star Wars toys were so instrumental at that time for so many reasons, including the toy market. You know, it's mm-hmm. like the reason toys are the way they are is because Star Wars did it right. And every other franchise in the world was like, oh, shoot. Yes, we see it now. So if Star Wars toys had never been made, like, I don't know that we would even be it would even be the same world we're in, you know? Mm-hmm. I think it's something we can just uh, explore just uh, like the toy element of it and the history of that with Star Wars in another discussion because I'm kind of mm-hmm. torn on it. I see both points, both sides. So I'll defer to us kicking that uh, can down the road and speaking about it again in a longer discussion one day. So thank you, Mark, for that question. Yeah. And thanks to everybody who submitted questions. If you didn't get on the show, we'll, we're, we're going to use more of those uh, next week when we have time, but we are up against time now. So we're going to hop out of here. But thanks to everybody for listening and watching and being a part of TRB. Subscribe on your favorite platforms. Tell all your friends. Make sure you're going to StarWarsNewsNet.com every day for all of your Star Wars news, reviews, editorials, information, and more. Johnny Hoey on Twitter, StarWarsNewsNet.com, just like the movies on all your uh, podcast apps. Uh, and that's me. James? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MyerTrunks. Lacey? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right, everybody. We will see you on Thursday where we're going to get you ready for Star Wars Celebration. Kind of like we do every time there's a celebration, whether there is one or not. Uh, So uh, until then, we hope you enjoy your weeks. And we'll see you next time right here on the Resistance Broadcast. See you around, kids.